From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about the impact that, that a lack of sexual desire has on you, your spouse, and your marriage. And as we start today's show, I want you to think about this quote from Mignon Milofflin. She said, desire creates havoc between two people when it is the only thing between them or when it's what's missing. Mm. And we're going to be digging into the what's missing part mm-hmm. on today's One Extraordinary Message, uh, One Extraordinary Marriage show. show. I was thinking about the message that I'm going to be reading to you guys for the hug. But this week's hug is sponsored by Christian Credit Counselors, and you can find them at ChristianCreditCounselors.org. Christian Credit Counselors is a nonprofit credit counseling and debt management organization who for the last 25 years have helped over 300,000 clients get out of debt. And as we're going to be sharing in an upcoming show, Tony and I have used these services before Mm -hmm. and it made an impact in our marriage because these are the folks that they can lower high interest rates and consolidate payments into one affordable monthly payment. So give them a call now at 800-557-1985. The average clients pay off their debt up to 80% faster on the debt management program. You can call them today for a free, no obligation debt analysis. And again, that number is 800-557-1985 or visit them at christiancreditcounselors.org and make sure to tell them that you heard about them on the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. And I want to just say one thing, man. There, There is something about getting out of debt that can really make a difference in your sexual desire. Having been there ourselves, I'm telling you, debt weighs on you. So so we're going to be talking about that. But before we do, we got to do a hug. We do. And, and this week's hug is actually a little unique in that it's the first time we've received a hug in the mail. Um, usually you guys call in at the 858-876-5663 number that we mentioned at the top of the show. Or we'll read it off of iTunes. We love reading the iTunes reviews. Or you'll send us an email. At info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. I'm so glad he's got my back, you guys. But to just a couple of days ago, I go to the mailbox and there's this envelope that's addressed to One Extraordinary Marriage. And I'm thinking, what is that? Like, why are we getting mail? Because it looked like it was actually fun mail, you know, not like a statement or an invoice or credit card bill or something like that. And, uh, and so I open it up and inside there's this birth announcement and I'm thinking, I don't know. I don't know who this baby is, right? right? Like I don't recognize the last name. I don't recognize the baby. I don't recognize the date of birth, anything. And inside with the birth announcement, there was a thank you note. And this is, this is today's hug says, I wrote to you for your 300th episode to share how your message changed my life. Mm. You read my email on your show detailing our struggle with infertility and intimacy. And in, I actually went back and found that email. Yep. So she had sent us the email on November 15th or so of last year saying at that point in time that she was, I think, 11 weeks pregnant. She said, at least I was truly touched to hear how emotional my story was for you. And it made me emotional mm. more than just pregnancy hormones. You truly did touch our lives in such an amazing way. And I share my story and your podcast with everyone. Thank you. I'm so blessed to be one of the lives that you've made such an impact on. Our son came into this world on Memorial Day. He's already four months and still such an amazing blessing. 
I couldn't imagine not sending you guys a birth announcement to share our joy. Thank you so much for your love, wisdom, and advice. I always look forward to listening. And just as a little side note, so you all don't have to go back and listen to episode 300. Here's a couple that had struggled with infertility. Mm-hmm. Found our website, started listening to the podcast, heard about the seven days of sex challenge, and had in that time that they'd heard about it, been diagnosed with unexplained infertility, and we're getting ready to start infer- infertility treatments. They undertake the seven days of sex challenge just to see, figuring they've got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. And it was in that that they ended up getting pregnant. And obviously, they've got an answer to prayer who is now four months old. Awesome. And while Love not it. not every couple struggling with infertility, I just got to put that disclaimer on, the seven days of sex challenge is not a treatment for infertility. However, we do know there are quite a few seven days of sex challenge babies out there. And uh, we celebrate each and every one with you. So thank you to this husband and Mm -hmm. wife for sending us a birth announcement. We were so excited to receive. Yeah. It's just truly special. So as we dig into today's show, you know, Tony read at the top of the show, shared with you that we're going to be talking about the impact that a lack of sexual desire has on you, your spouse, and your marriage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this... You can say it in any way you want. You can say it's a lack of desire. You can say it's low libido. You can say it's no libido. You can say there's absolutely no expression of desire or wanting mm-hmm. towards your spouse. There's there's no sexual connection. Or maybe some of you have gone so far as to say out loud, I could take it or leave it. I, I've said that. That is not the most romantic thing I've ever said to Tony in our 20 plus years of marriage. And by the way, thank you everyone who, after last week's show, uh, wished us a happy anniversary this mm-hmm. past week. Um, we had a wonderful anniversary. We'll save that for another show. But you know that that expression of lack of desire, right? Because there is an actual expression of how you manifest that, right? Right? It, it's it's killing marriages, guys. The lack of desire. Is, is killing marriage. And, you know, maybe that lack of desire is a result, like Tony said when we were talking about Christian uh, credit counseling, it's a lack of, of desire because you're so overwhelmed. Yeah, financial pressure, stress, anxiety. You know, it could be... We've been there. Know, yeah, it could be health issues. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Resentment, rejection, unforgiveness. Maybe you have your kids in the bedroom with you. That's always one that my coaching clients know that if they tell me they've got kids in the bedroom, one of the first strategies that we're working on is moving the kids out of, out the, of the bedroom, bedroom. Sure. because that lack of desire, it's really hard to feel um, affectionate, attractive, sexy towards your spouse when there are munchkins in the space in between the two of you because mm-hmm. you're, f- you're trying to figure out how are we going to get close because we got all these bodies and that just gets weird. Mm-hmm. So let's get the kids out of the bedroom. Overcommitment. Can, oh. can do that. We've been there before, right? You know, you got to, there are times when you have to just say no to a lot of things. So that way you can recommit yourselves to your marriage. You know, it might be a time in a season where you got to start saying no to a lot of things. So the one thing on the one thing that really matters right now is your marriage and overcommitment is, is one of those things that can truly, you know, zap that desire from you. Because there are so many things, folks that are pulling for your attention. Right. There are so many different things that that play into this whole idea. You know, some people are just like, well, I just, you know, that's just the way I'm wired. Okay. You're not wired that way. And the reason I can tell you this is because like that was the lie that I bought into. And I also bought into the lie that it was just my problem. 
Right. Right. That lack of desire was just like, that's something I have to deal with. And the truth is, is because I, let me back up. I'm the low desire spouse, the lower desire spouse in our marriage. Um, although I think a little bit that might be changing mm-hmm. a little bit, like not anything crazy, but you know, we'll, we'll dig into that. But here's the thing. It's not a, his problem or her problem. It's impacting your marriage. It, uh, it's all problem. of you. It's yeah. an our problem. It's, it's an, a, a situation that we have to deal with. It's not enough to just be like, Hey, you need to want sex more. That's probably not going to fix it. Um, you need to go take care of yourself. Well, okay, there's stuff going on between the two of us, mm-hmm. right? Because a lack of desire, it creates a divide. It separates the two of you. It creates feelings of anger. I, I've been on the receiving end of that. When mm-hmm. my desire it, during certain seasons, especially when our kids were really young and I had zero desire, uh, I definitely on the receiving end of Tony's anger and irritation and frustration, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It, it created... Which causes that divide, right? Oh, which then, big time. Which then increases that lack because Elisa's like, well, wait a minute, if you're treating me this way, then why would I want to take off my clothes and get intimate with you? Not interested. Right. Not interesting. Creates feelings of loneliness. You know, because there are a lot of you that are dealing with low desire and you're like, what's wrong with me? And, and let's stop thinking of it as something that's wrong with you and just going and do a shift from being in that mindset of what's wrong with me, what's wrong with me to going, what can I do to change this? Mm-hmm. Right. And we're going to be talking about that. But, you know, that loneliness can lead to doubt. You know, Again, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with my spouse, right? If you're if you're the higher desire spouse and you're like, why, why don't they show me they love me? Why don't they show me they desire me? What what's wrong with me that they don't want to have sex with me? Right. right, right. And can I just be really clear here? This goes both ways, right? This is not just something that that affects women, you know, that they're having no desire, or that there are men out there who have little to no desire. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, please don't think as we're talking today, this is like a one-sided conversation. Not at all. You know, and it's important that you know that because if you're in this place and you're thinking, oh, it's just us, it's not just you. Right. The loneliness, the doubt, the fear, what's going on with me? You know, feelings of resentment. And we, you know, we did a show a while back and we'll link to it um, on resentment. And you're really looking at this and going, okay, you know, those feelings of resentment when things are not going well in the marriage, they, they become like their own monster. It's like the monster under the bed, right? All of these negative feelings are the monster literally under your bed. I mean, if you think about this, all of those feelings, you know, remember kids, um, and for those of you that have little children, you know, they get scared of the monster in the closet or the monster under the bed, right? Well, in reality, these negative feelings are the monster under your bed. And if you think about it in terms of your marriage bed, these monsters are disrupting the desire between the two of you. In that show that Elisa mentioned, it's episode 332, Releasing Resentment. And I'll put a link here in the show notes, or you can go back in iTunes or Stitcher, whatever your podcast app is, and listen to it there. Absolutely. You know, these, these negative emotions start pulling pulling the two of you apart. So instead of the two of you becoming one, becoming more unified by working through the challenges, you actually become more divided than ever. And it gets you to the point where you're questioning your marriage, right? You're questioning your commitment, your vows, Mm -hmm. and you're questioning your place in the marriage, right? Because when there's a lack of desire, there's very much this like, 
what's going on between the two of us? Right. Why am I here? Right? What's up with me? And and I've seen it time and time again where I will be coaching couples and somebody will say, I, I just want I just want to know that my husband or my wife wants me. Right? Like, is is that too much to ask? And this goes back to a show we did a couple of weeks ago on the 19 questions, mm-hmm. right? The 19 amazing questions uh, to sex. It, this That alone helps to open up the doorway, to get you going, to learn those desires, right? Elisa and I, when we were celebrating our 20th anniversary here this past week, we, we printed that out and we said, let's do this again. We're, we're at our 20th anniversary. It's been a year or two since we've done it. Let's do it again. And I'm going to tell you, you know, we're in a good place sexually. That just leveled us up. I mean, to a point where the desire that we both now have, that we learned again, like, wow, you like that? Oh, okay. You know, what could we be doing here? Learn some new things. Like, oh, wow, you've never mentioned that to me before. Let, let me let me store that away or let me make sure I I, uh, I write that down but that elevated our desire for one each other each other sexually and it's just it, it's 19 questions you don't have to do them all at one time we had about an hour and a half uh, on our drive from Laguna Beach back down here to San Diego it gave us plenty of time and no we I just want to let you guys know we did do all 19 questions because we've done them numerous times, times right since we created that document so some of them we were actually able to just skip over because we've already addressed it and it doesn't need to be rediscussed right and you know you go with where you are you go with the flow right but what what having those conversations about sex and your sexual intimacy does for the two of you is that it gives you a platform it gives you a foundation see so many times this difference in desire is perceived as a negative hmm. right it's like oh well you don't want sex as much as i do well, what if that difference in desire was really a gift, right? What if you could look at it and say, okay, you know what? This is an opportunity for us to learn each other better, right? How do I, as the spouse who desires sex more, how do I romance you, mm-hmm. right? How do I create an environment that is inviting to you, that, that you know, brings you into this place where you want to have sex more? Right. And how you know, on the flip side of the bed, the person that's, uh, that has a lower desire or maybe has no desire right now. How do you work on yourself? Mm-hmm. Right. To get to a point where you're like, OK, because at some point in time, you know, in virtually every, uh, you know, every, with every client, like if they say there's no desire and I, and I start peeling back the layers of the onion, I'm like, was there ever? Mm-hmm. Right. Chances did are. Did you ever have. Desire? Did you ever have desire? And I would say in probably 99.99% of the cases, you know, I, I'm not saying 100% because then immediately as soon as I get off the mics, I'll be like, oh, there was that one time. Um, but desire has been present in the marriage. Life has happened and the desire has diminished. And that's why when people tell me, well, I'm just wired that way, I say, well, let's unwire you. Or let's rewire you. Right. Because if you've had it before, folks, listen to me. If you've had it before, you can have it again. Right? It's not a, it's not like you ran out of gas and you can't ever get to another gas station and refill and be able to go another, you know, 400 miles on a tank. 
You can't, but here's the thing. You have to keep going back to the gas station, right? To, you, like you have to fill it. You have to feed it. It's not, you know, we got an email the other day and somebody's like, you know, um, something about, you know, wanting her, her husband to be more flirty. And, but she also said in the email that he's never really been flirty. Okay, well, if he hasn't been that way, then it's going to be hard for him to learn it, right? Not impossible, but you're asking him to do something that he's never been. Same thing, you know, with desire. If you've never had it, then we start from the very beginning on how to create it. But if you've had it before, you remember what that's like, and we just have to create the environment, mm-hmm. right? Because you don't have to live in this place of no desire. You don't have to live in this place of low desire. Or lack. Or lack. I mean, it's it truly, we are a testament to this. 20 years in, we are truly a testament to this. Just the other night, I mean, I, I mean, Elisa was so revved up and just the sexual desire she had. I mean, the texting that was going on and, and everything she was sending and, and just even when she came into the house because she was off with our, our youngest doing some stuff and it, it can happen. Guys, I was so worked up that I actually coined a new phrase and it was premature orgasm. I mean, like Tony practically looked at me and I was like, I'm done. Like, right. that was it. I'm like, and he's like, what? Like, you just set a new speed record. I'm like, and I was trying to control myself. But here's the thing. And, and, and t- I'm telling you, folks, I- I'm telling you, this isn't something that I've ever experienced in 20 years 20 of years. marriage. I mean, yes, her desire has, has come up over the years. And I, and I really believe that our seven days of sex challenges that we do each and every year living out the intimacy lifestyle has added to these. It has truly been sort of that bedrock, that foundation that has allowed us to be open and honest with each other. And I I challenge each and every one of you, man, put a seven days of sex challenge on your calendar. Learn the intimacy lifestyle. What works best for you guys? And it's not something that it's a one and done. You do it one month and, oh, that was decent and okay, whatever. No, it's something that you do month in and month out, eight years in the making intimacy lifestyle, nine years since we did the 60 days of sex challenge. So this is a journey. This isn't a, Hey, give me that pill and make it better for me, Tony and Elisa. Um, unfortunately there's not, I mean, you can go get horny goat weed. I mean, that sort of helps for both male and females. I can put a link to that and some, some horny goat weed that I've used personally that helps, you know, and again, that's for, that can be used for both male and female. I'll put a link to that. But well, I was just gonna say the thing with that is that that that's a temporary band aid, right? It's not a long term um, lifestyle change, right? It it, it does help for in that you know when you're ready to go right there that night. Exactly. So you we we always as part of the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, and for you, those of you that are brand new listeners, this is something new to you, but we always have action steps, right? Where do you take this information and how do you have it impact your life, right? What are those steps that you can use to start changing the level of desire in your marriage? But before we share with you the action steps that you can take today to increase your desire, I want to just share with you again about Christian Credit Counseling. It's a nonprofit credit counseling and debt management organization that has spent over 25 years helping hundreds of thousands of clients get out of debt. They lower high interest rates and consolidate payments into one affordable monthly payment. And you want to call them now at 800-557-1985. And we want to have you listen to Ben and Lindsay's financial journey. 
definitely having debt does put stress on a marriage, on your health. There are a lot of things you can't do because you're on such a tight budget. It just starts mounting up, especially with the, with the interest. It just goes up. So I could definitely see there was stress in Lindsay, and that would kind of spill over into our, our relationship and, and how we related to each other. And our situation's definitely improved. And, you know, when you have money to go do the things you want and, you know, you're able to spend money um, that you actually have, it's, it's a liberating feeling. It's definitely freedom. Their average clients pay off their debt up to 80% faster on the debt management program. So call them today to get a free, no obligation debt analysis. The number again is 800-557-1985, or you can visit them at christiancreditcounselors.org. So, you know, what are you supposed to do when you find yourself in this place, when your marriage is being rocked by a low or no desire spouse, whether that's you or whether it's your partner? The very first thing that you need to do is you need to make sure there isn't a health issue that's driving the low desire. Um, Hormone levels can definitely impact desire, right? Testosterone levels, estrogen levels, all of those types of things, all of the sex hormones actually do impact your desire for sex. And if you go to a doctor and you, you know there is a lack of desire and they tell you there's nothing wrong get another check, Mm -hmm. go somewhere else and get another opinion. Having been in the auto industry for as long as I have, most people will go to three places, three body shops to get a quote. So why is it when it comes to our body, you know, and our, our desire, our sexual desire, we go to one person, they tell us, no, you can never have that. And then we walk out frustrated and we were like, oh, it can't happen. Go seek out another doctor, go get another test. The other thing, and I know we've shared this on many, many podcasts, but know the side effects of the medications that you're on. Many medications have yeah, low sex to. drive as a side effect, but no one talks about it. And your doctors aren't necessarily bringing it up. So if you're on medication, check the side effect info. Yeah, I mean, we all listen to it on the commercials, right? You know, low libido, da, da, da. But you don't necessarily take that information in when a doctor is saying this is going to help your other problem. Right. But all of a sudden you start taking the medication and your desire drops off and you're like, what? I mean, guys, half the pregnancy pills. Well, I don't know about half pregnant. There are many um, birth control pills that have low libido as a side effect. Go figure. Wow. Right. Oh, so, yeah. so you, you know, you've got to look at these things and understand. I'm not saying don't take medication. I'm saying understand what you're taking and its impact that it's having on you. And this, and because truly when you're informed, now you're not, now you're not sitting there and telling yourself, you know, day in and day out, oh, I have a lack of desire. I'm not, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough in bed, you know, because that truly is just a lie. Mm -hmm. Those are lies. I mean, if you're taking medication that's keeping you alive, that is necessary in this season of life for you, then, and maybe the downside is a lack of desire. Well, you just need to know that and, and, and really stop feeding yourself the lie that this is only me. No, it's not. The medication has had an impact on your body. The other, the next step, and Tony brought it up about the lies, is you don't have to accept the lie that this is just the way you are. Right. Right? We're all capable of change. We're all capable of learning. You know, you, I'm going to give you permission, not that you need it, but you can, guys, you can step out and start thinking about sex. Right. With your spouse, you can start you can start talking about sex. Daydream about your spouse being naked in their bed. Right? I mean, Tony brought up the 19 questions, and we're going to put a link to that in the show notes. But, you know, that that for us this week was like this crazy jump start. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right? And, and it was so good. You can you have permission. Again, you don't need it for me, but I'm going to give it to you because sometimes you need, just need to hear it. You have permission to get in touch with your sexual side. The world will not end if the two of you have a conversation around sex. No. If the two of you start to explore each other, if you start to say, oh, I might like to try that. The world will not end. Mm-hmm. But you might just reach new heights in your marriage. I think it's worth it. It is. It, it truly is. I mean, when your emotional intimacy is on fire, that's when your sexual intimacy and that desire becomes, you know, as heightened. Mm-hmm. And so going through 19 questions or even con- pick up connect like you did when you first met. I mean, those questions, not because they're not only sexual, but they also talk about your finances. They, they also talk about, you know, job situations. They also talk about dreams. It talks about everything else that you're connecting at a deeper level that allows you two to be connected and it opens you up for the the heightened sexual intimacy. So if you want to check out Connect, go to connectlikeyoudid.com and you can learn more about that book there. You know, and ultimately it comes down to each of you evaluating your role in the situation, right? If you're the low desire spouse, if you're the one with a lack of desire, you know, it's time to truthfully dig into the why, right? Why is this happening in your marriage? What do you see as your role? You know, are you angry with your spouse and withholding sex, actually suppressing your desire because it's a form of punishment? Mm. Have you been hurt by your spouse and so you're withholding and, and just suppressing that because you're scared of the vulnerability? You know, what, what needs to be dealt with on your side? What healing do you need to be able to walk into that place where you can be vulnerable again? Because like I said, virtually everybody at one point in time in their marriage has had higher desire if it's not there now. Right. So, so what's, what happened to diminish that desire? Like we've got to get to the root of that. And having, and in going back to even how that may happen at one point with you, I mean, it was after childbirth. I mean, just, it plummeted. It just, I I was just like, well, how did that just happen? And and yet the, the hormones are all over the place. So, you know, for those of you who have had children recently, And I'm not talking like within the last four weeks or six weeks. It may be a year, two years even. Hormones are still all over the place with breastfeeding and all that happens. Sleep deprivation is Sleep deprivation as well. Yes. You know, look at, are you taking on to, you know, it's like we talked about being overcommitted. We talked about stress. What of of those things can you manage? Mm -hmm. Right? If you're saying yes to everybody and everything and you've got no energy in the bedroom, it's time to pull back right? It's mm-hmm. time to pull back. And if you're the one with high desire, you know, what can you do to create a loving environment, an environment that feels safe and inviting for your spouse? Because I'll tell you, the one that's filled with ridicule, hostility, negativity, like, why don't you, you know, why aren't we having sex? And um, that's not helping your cause. Like if you're the high desire spouse and all you're feeding to your spouse that does not have a desire that's anywhere close to yours is negativity. Um, you will not get what you want. Yeah. Most likely they'll just lie there male and female. They'll just lie there and get it over with and move on. And that's not what, that's not what you want. You want somebody who's there fully present. I get it. Cause I've, I've been on both sides of it. I've been there when Elisa just, just get it done. Let's go. And oh my gosh. I've just, probably said those words. Oh, you have, believe me, you mm-hmm. have. And in, in that wasn't the sexual intimacy that I was ever praying for or hoping for it. The, the sexual intimacy we have now is what I've always desired. 
and yet it's taken some time. And it's what I said at the beginning of the show. It's that emotional intimacy. It's doing seven days of sex challenge. It's doing the intimacy lifestyle, working through those, even when it wasn't going the way we thought it should be going. Guys, we're 20 years into this thing called marriage. And I will tell you, we have ridden the desire roller coaster all over the place. And we will be doing it uh, as yeah, we keep on as getting we keep older. Going. But what I can tell you is that where you are today doesn't have to be where you end up, right? I mean, as Tony and I start year 21 and you know, we bring all of this together, I can honestly say that my desire level is probably higher than it's ever been. Mm. It's definitely stronger than it's ever been. And, and, and it's something that I am conscious of and intentional about. And that's how I know that there is hope for anyone that tells me they've got low desire. You are not defined by a label. You have the ability to change. Yeah. Yeah. This is a big one, you guys. And, and we just, we bring it to you because we want you to start thinking about it. You know, we gave you some action steps there to really, to really dig into. And if you didn't catch them all, go back and, and listen to them, but pick one, pick two of them, find something that, you know, right now in your life that you're just holding on to that needs to be let go of. So you can begin to experience that desire that you once had for your spouse again. Maybe it is releasing resentment. Maybe it is forgiveness. You know, maybe it is looking at the medication. I don't know what it is. And yet you can have that sexual desire and your spouse can as well that you both have wanted in your marriage. So go out there, you guys enjoy each other. Maybe it's this week is that it, it's, Hey man, we're putting on the seven days of sex challenge. It's going on our calendar. We're doing it. Go for it. Let us know. Send in a, we did it. We love hearing those and we love reading them here on the air. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we will catch you next week. Love you guys.